Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Kenny K. Royal. And I am Julia Sugarbaker. Who the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Okay, so it's from Designing Women. And everybody knows her for her, um, and that's Marjorie, just so you will know, and your children will someday know, is the night the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> as soon as you started this, I thought about, um, I was like, I think I know what this is. Because didn't RuPaul do that? Yeah, he did it in um, um, SNL. Okay, yeah. Which was hilarious. I was crying. I was like, what? If I'm at dinner and just see across the way, <laughs> somebody stand up screaming this. Child, it was hilarious to me. What made you choose this person? Did you just like, stumble upon them again? Uh, well, you know, I'm a huge fan of designing women. I don't know. if Somehow she popped up and I was like, I've got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, if you don't know any line from designing women, you mm-hmm. know the, the lights that went out in Georgia line, even if you've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just such a huge staple in pop culture. And dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was Southern. What do you expect? <laughs> um, so, was it last, the last podcast we recorded where I said I was you and... Well, we never, remember, we lost that. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah, it was the last one. So, we didn't, re- we didn't have a podcast out last week because of the fact that we had recorded it. We recorded a two-hour <laughs> podcast. We gave y'all a good gap. Uh, it was really good, and I um, was really proud of it, and then went to play it back, and the audio was corrupted, <laughs> and I was quite upset. We were weeping, child. Yeah, I was like, well, Kimo that's was it. trying his best to try to get you because I came out on the I did. Time. I was trying, and he I was, was trying. He was resuscitating <laughs> but we know it's working now. I've done my test. It's good. Yeah, we can see it now. Um, but I just I was so upset because I had started off last podcast and I was like, "Hello, everybody. My name is Kimo Kio Layton." And I was gobsmacked. <laughs> gobsmacked. I couldn't even talk for a second. Yeah. Laughing so much. But, um, <laughs> uh, some of the things we discussed last podcast, just to get them out really quickly, so we don't have to go through the whole thing again. Yeah. We had, did a review of Godzilla. Loved I especially it. really liked it. I've watched it like three times now. I just keep going back to Yeah, I've watched fighting. it like two or three times I too. Keep, it's just so good. I love how he lit up. Like, I assume as they were elevating um, Kong, making him bigger and stuff. Yeah. Um, they did the same with Godzilla because Godzilla has increasingly gotten stronger over each movie. And because I, I remember in the trailers, when it came to the scene where they're fighting in Hong Kong? Yeah, Hong Kong. When they're fighting in Hong Kong, I keep wanting to say Japan, because I feel like that city looks more like it would be Japan. Maybe in this my mind. Yeah, to me it does too. Like, like when I think of like really, really like high technology, I always think of Japan. Yeah, you know, me like too. those type of like crazily lit cities that like have the huge skyline and the, and the huge skyscrapers. So it was like really hard for me to like realize that yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, even really know what Hong Kong looks like, to be honest. Me either. Maybe we need to look it up. Yeah, maybe maybe we're just <laughs> ill-informed. <laughs> but um, in that in that fight, he even before that, he like lights up a lot. Like his, we already know his dorsal fins light up, but his like eyes are lighting up. And I don't think they did that, unless I'm mistaken, in like the first and second movie. I don't think they did either. But at least not as bright. I as they thought do that now. The, the to me the thing that was so eye catching is whenever they're fighting in Hong Kong and like the lighting of the city was like you know red and blue, and then it was just like. 
Uh, just was so yeah. beautifully done as far neon. as like visually catching, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all, ugh, the fights were be- brutal. <laughs> also, speaking of brutal, just real quick, uh, there's a um, animated series on Amazon Prime called Invincible. Brutal. You want to talk oh, yeah. about brutal? Um, Grace was talking about that. I haven't watched it yet, though. Isn't it made by or made by somebody that works on the other show on Amazon that we like, The Boys? Am I, I feel like it is because I can sense. That you know, that's what's what's inspired. Although it is a comic, it, it comes from a comic. But um, as far as like the the brutality of it, you know, I feel like it's reminiscent of the boys. There's a comedy actor that we both know that I believe is like the director um, or writer. I think it's Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yes, is the is a producer Seth or something. Rogen also produces this. I don't know if it's, he produces the comic, but I know I think he also worked on the actual show. I know that he's working on um, Invincible. Okay. Um, yeah, so I did see him as a producer when I was looking at the credits. Because he's also producing The Boys. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Which know that. I, we found, I found out after, like, um, I think the very last episode of, what season was this? Two? Two. two. Okay. Yeah, we're just two seasons. Um, after, when Grace was reviewing the, the end of the season, she had brought up Seth Rogen, the producer, some high role. And, yeah. Um, she had brought him up, and I was like, I am shocked. I am shocked, too, because that's not where I thought that he would venture off into. Yeah. You know, I it's mean. It's really good, so I want to see more from him. I mean, if he's doing this. But um, as far as, like, when I, there's a scene um, in the last episode. There's, we're, there's only five episodes, at least the last time. They might have another one by now. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, but it was only five episodes. The last episode, the main character, he's like a teenager, and he's learning his powers his father is a very well-known superhero yeah. and he's learning his power and his father is basically like training him mm-hmm. but he's like i guess now that he's kind of feeling like he's gotten the hang of his powers he's getting kind of cocky yeah and so um there's this black guy who because like he's white the main character is i feel like is half white half asian mm-hmm. um his the, the woman that speaks for his mother sandro mm-hmm. and um um so he he gets a little cocky and he's from like the, the higher up, like high society side of town where, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on in the slums. And so the black guy was like, well, you don't really know what, you know, and since you're like a privilege, you don't really know the type of stuff that we go through down here in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. And so like, there was like something going on in the ghetto. (laughs) Um, so, you know, he takes him down and he was telling him about this guy. I think his name is machine face or something like that. And, um, yeah. Um, and so like, does he have a machine face? He ha- he's like he, he, I think he has like a mask that like looks like Iron Man's face oh. or something you know something similar to that and so um, he is like telling him that's like this is the big boss so you know that's there and like if if anything criminal related is happening he's over it mm-hmm. and so he's like trying to get him to help him like c- confront him because he works for him but only through ha- like like necessity like he doesn't want to be a criminal but because his he owes him money. He has to do these things and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. So he's like trying to like overthrow him and get rid of him. So he gets the boy to come and help him. And then like they get to the dude's office. The dude is like, oh, so you think you got me? And so he brought all these different like, um, like I say like bounty hunters from different like planets and dimensions. And when I tell you, <laughs> they stomped their ass to the ground. <laughs> The little boy is fucked up so much. Like, they ended the episode where they were carrying his ass off to the hospital. Like, oh literally, God. like, they, like, dude was like. Is it the whole season out or is it a, a weekly thing? I think it's a weekly thing. Like, I only saw five episodes. 
um, when I looked. I don't know if they're still releasing the episodes or not. I just was like, okay, I, I, I love to watch animation. So I was like, okay, this is animation. I'll watch it. But I haven't really done my research to see what exactly is going on with the episodes or how they're releasing it. But I feel like Amazon is doing the, the weekly thing, it seems like, right now. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are doing it because it, it keeps the conversation going on. Yeah. I mean, that is true, but I like to binge. Yeah, I like to binge. Yeah, you know, like give to me binge. all of it at my time. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like hour-long episodes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're really getting, it's not like, I, I was watching, I didn't realize they were hour-long episodes. So I was like, I was like, I knew it was only five episodes. I was like, how is this still going? <laughs> going I was bitch. like, what's happening? And then I realized it's like hour-long episodes. But, like, the way that that man, I mean, because he's a teenager, and you're watching this teenager get his ass whooped, like, the blood vessels in his eyes are popping. Oh, and, my God. Like, Oh my God! He ripped a dude's arm off. It was just <laughs> bad. Mortal Kombat um movie, the animated movie that came out like what last month? Not last month, like last year, end of last year or beginning of this year. Have you seen that? No. I watched that one, and it's just as brutal because, of course, it's Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked that movie, but it was one of those things where really the only thing that I would the only thing that I really cared for was just the action of it. Um, they tried to have, like, storyline in it, but it was... I think I'm just tired of seeing the same Scorpion versus Sub-Zero storyline. Like, they do act like those on. are the only yeah. characters in Mortal Kombat. There's more going on in Mortal Kombat than just them. And I understand that it's something where, like... I don't know if this is the first animation for Mortal Kombat. Is it? Maybe it is. It might be. I, I don't... I've never seen another one. do an origin situation. Yeah. But... It, I, honestly, watching it just for the action was nice just to see all that stuff and kind of prepare, I guess, for... Were they um, doing the tournament? They were. They okay. were doing the tournament. Is it like the first tournament? Or like, like, or, or were they going basically back to the first game? Basically. Yeah. Going back to the first game. And... It, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing with the movie, too. I think they are doing it with the movie, but it doesn't seem like it's just a fight. Now, we could get up in there and it'd be different, but <laughs> it doesn't seem like they're just making it about the feud between Scorpion and well, I mean that's not what the game is about. The game is about the tournament. Yeah. I mean that's a side story. <laughs> yeah. So let's please not make that the main story. I mean I guess it's a compelling story, but there's other things going on there that's leading up to the on. tournament. And with Warner Brothers owning, um, what was it Netherrealm? Yeah. With Warner Brothers owning that, I w- would like for somebody to be like, okay, we've done this. Yeah. What else can we do? Because I'm very interested <laughs> in seeing what they're finna do with Kano. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's finna be like a, a do somebody becomes corrupt type thing. And I'm yeah. interested in seeing that. Or at least somebody who's been pretending to be good. Um, also, um, there was something else animation-wise that I was going to talk about. I know Aaron was looking at, I think there's a new trailer that came out for a Godzilla in- animation. I think it's Netflix. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know they... I didn't watch the trailer yet, but he had said that it seemed like they were just going to be focusing on the humans again. And I was just like, I understand focusing on the humans more in the the live action movies uh-huh. because your budget can only take you so far. You, it, it, for as realistic as Godzilla looks and Kong, I'm sure it takes a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I can get it from that standpoint. But when you're animating something, you're drawing all of this no matter what. So why would you not... Why would you shy away from the 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 monsters that people are wanting to see? The 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 thing that comes to mind for me is what what they might be thinking and is that 
they because you know everyone wants to feel like they're writing from a place of relatability and I guess they're feeling like oh well they won't be able to relate to these kaiju mm-hmm. so we got to show the humans yeah um, I mean which I understand that you can yeah. show the humans but why do we have to focus on them so much yeah like so much so that you don't really get to see anything one of the things that bothers me in the Netflix animated movie I think it's, I, I want to call it a movie because it is but, but it's, it's like, like a series because yeah. it wasn't it like three movies yeah it was yeah um, I guess it's like a, a I only watched series. the first one. It, and that's all you needed to say. But <laughs> in that, in the first one, so you should know, they they go, they come back to Earth mm-hmm. because Godzilla has made everything so radioactive that all these things that are transforming on Earth. When they come back, um, there are different creatures there. So it's not just Godzilla is the only kaiju. There are different creatures, small and large, but mm-hmm. you see them like one time. And then the rest of it is just the humans fighting with each other. And then Godzilla sometimes in the background screaming. So Yeah, like, now I don't get that because to me... If it's a Godzilla movie or a series or whatever, it needs to be Godzilla needs to be the focus as to what's going on, not like tribes. No, I don't need fighting. to be seeing why you mad at your wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's not concerning yeah. in the situation. It makes me think of the whole like uh, what Joss Whedon with the Russian family, oh, yeah. like w- that had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> but um, did you also see? There's a trailer that just came out for a Ryan Reynolds, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and Oh, I can't think of her name. She's a Hispanic woman. She's really beautiful. Oh, she's going to be in another Marvel movie, too. And, um, not Elementals. <laughs> Eternal. <laughs> Elementals. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> um, I, I... I'm trying to give a movie for Sel- Selma Hayek. Oh. Um, so the three of them are going to be in this movie. And I remember when I was watching the trailer with Aaron, I was like, I can't think of the name of it, but I know, of course, Samuel L. Ryan Reynolds and Selma Hayek. And I was looking, I was like... I'm glad I'm on a Marvel movie. Because <laughs> she's going to be in Eternals. Of course, he's a, um, Samuel Love's a staple in him. Yeah. And he just became, like, I guess, Disney Marvel because they are going to be making his movies. It looked really fucking funny. You need to see that trailer. No, I haven't it. seen it. I haven't heard of it. Um, I, don't like know, a, I don't think I've watched any trailers lately. I think it's like called My, my Wife's Bodyguard or some shit like that. Something weird. Oh. And it's a situation where he is a bodyguard, I think, or he is retiring. And um, Samuel Jackson? No, um, um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. He's retiring, and I think not because necessarily he, he wants to, but because like of a doctor's diagnosis of his like stress levels or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so in the trailer, he goes to what I assume is Hawaii, and he's just like on the beach, just think of Hawaii, just calm, mm-hmm. just have a drink next to him, mm-hmm. and then some high eyes close. Some highest character runs over, snatches him. <laughs> um, she's, uh, what is it? Um, Come on, come on, <laughs> 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 just snatch it up. And then they're like hiding, bullets flying. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which, the same for me. Because I was like, I can imagine one moment laying down in the peacefulness of Hawaii. Just the, the sounds of the ocean and the breeze and the smell. And then... It looks really funny, though. Um, I mean, I'm all here for a good comedy. Um, when I um, think of Ryan Reynolds, I, for some reason, I go straight to the change-up. Um, him and um, Jason Bateman. Um, I've seen the change-up. And if I did, I'm not Child, the, the scene that sticks with me, because the, the premise of the change-up is um, Ryan Reynolds is envious of Jason Bateman's life, and Jason Bateman is envious of his life. Ryan Reynolds is, um, like, single, bachelor, single doing whatever he wants to do, you know, um, 
I think his father's rich, if I believe and remember. And so he's not even working. He's like really just selling through life. Sure, and, I wish I could have that life. And then um, Jason Bateman is a family man. He has a wife, child. Um, and um, what's her name? Leslie Mann? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his wife. Oh. And so they end up switching bodies. Um, and so the scene that sticks with me is... Um, Ryan Reynolds had always wanted his wife. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he's like, oh, I'm in his body. I'm going to fuck the shit out of her. <laughs> so she comes in a room all sexy, like, robe open, titties bouncing, Ooh. walking in slow-mo, you know, like in Baywatch. Child, and takes a... And, and drops down on the toilet and takes a dump. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I mean, with the door wide open and everything. And then, like, he... So he was all turned on, of course. Of course, when she does that, and he was like, yeah. oh, that's fucking disgusting. Uh, that's okay. And, again, and then she gets in the bed... And then she like she like um, and then she like turns her back to him with her ass pointing towards him. He was like, "I oh, don't don't point that thing towards me." <laughs> that dangerous. Talking about what he said, like he said, like guns ablaze or something like that, or something like that. And I was like, that scene just always is in my head because I, it's so fucking hilarious. I see movies and TV shows that have similar situations. Well, not specifically like that, but just like with you know people shitting with the door open and I have just never crossed that threshold in my relationships. I just can't. That's why I cut the line. Well, that's why I draw but the I line. I feel like if you and Aaron haven't reached that yet, I feel I like don't. it's not happening. Y'all been together with almost 11 years. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> I am not the one. If you pee in, fine. If you wouldn't have taken a shit, close the door, lock it. <laughs> lock it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've never been in a, in a situation where like we would leave the door open. But if there's something in the bathroom that I need and you're in there like shitting, I would go in there, get it, and come out. See, I'm not about But, that. you know, I'm not going to go in there and hold a conversation with you. No, that's what my sister Danielle <laughs> used to want to do. She used to just want to sit on the, uh, have me come in the bathroom and sit on the tub while she's taking a shit because she wants to talk. I'm like, girl. <laughs> like, text me. <laughs> you don't need to be in here engaging yeah. you while you're on the toilet. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm not interested. You know, I hate being in public bathrooms because you go, especially in the men's bathroom, and I'm sure it's the same probably in the women's bathroom too. I remember there was one particular time back when I was in college and you and we had a community bathroom. Like there wasn't like, you, you didn't have bathrooms in your dorms. So you go in there and you're, say you're taking a shit. And I used to hate to like, to I would sometimes sneak off to like what we call the Dorsey building because a lot of people wouldn't use that bathroom. Mm-hmm. But say that building is closed and I'm going in there and I'm like, we're going to run in here and take a shit and hopefully nobody notices. Mm-hmm. But of course, somebody comes in there and they notice your shoes <laughs> and they're like, hey, Kimo, <laughs> is that you? Had that happen. Yes, they would. <laughs> and I mean, of course, you, you, you had a college for four years. People know you yeah. well enough to know whatever. And I'm just like, please don't talk to me while I'm, I'm shitting. Definitely in the same way that I don't. It, if I'm going to the bathroom shit at work and like a public Even if I'm pissing, I'm not interested in talking. Like people will be like, oh, how's your day going? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why do you want to have small talk in the bathroom? I mean, if we're washing our hands, to me, that's a little bit more ble- um, forgivable. Mm-hmm. But like, while we're peeing and like shitting and whatever, like you at the um, urinal right next to me and all of a sudden want to hold a conversation. That's why I don't really get like how gay men have so many like porn videos where mm. they're like meeting up in the bathroom and having sex. I'm like, the last place I am turned on is a public bathroom. 
no. Like the, the like smell, the, the, the thing that because you know it's, 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 it's a huge disgusting. thing when it comes to cruising, like where they are cruise in public bathrooms, and there are designated bathrooms, and they know these bathrooms, and mm-hmm. they know where to go to to do this, and then like the understall sex where the dudes are like laying flat on the ground oh. or whatever, like they're all under the stall, like because you know the whole thing is like if they tap their foot mm-hmm. you know they're good to go yeah or like if they like somehow like put their foot under so you can see it yeah like um like these little cold things thing with that i would never know i'm not paying attention to what's happening outside of my stall but the thing is when, you're not going there for that like yeah. these people are going to this bathroom knowing that somebody okay tap, if i go in here i know i'm gonna get somebody some. start tapping their foot i'm like is the police here <laughs> I need to leave immediately. <laughs> you know, but it's, 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 it's like you—they don't go there to use the bathroom. They go there specifically for that. At least I hope they ain't using the bathroom while that's happening. You and know, then, somebody taking a deep shit and then be like, and oh, they don't even wipe and then like spread wide open for Oh my god, gross! Oh, disgusting. I the hope that's situation. not happening. Um, but I see a lot of like videos of like understall stuff on Twitter. And I'd be like, Ew. <laughs> it's so disgusting to me. I'm, I'm not interested in being on nobody's bathroom floor, you know? Oh, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to. If I go in the bathroom and you even hit on me, this is the wrong place. Even if you were cute, you ain't cute no I've more. I've never had anybody hit on me in the bathroom, thankfully. Um, but I did tell you about, you know, when I went to main event with, um, some coworkers and I have a, I have a friend that I'm like a, a friend that I'm gaining at work, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was, every time he went to the bathroom, he'd be like, you want to go to the bathroom? Well, and I'd be like, like, and I've never even, and I'm gay. And the only time like I've ever had like a gay dude be like, you want to go to the bathroom? He's at a gay club. Yeah. Cause I can understand why you don't want to be in there by yourself. Yeah, child, you <laughs> <laughs> so, but I've never had he's straight and I've never had a straight guy that want me to go to the bathroom with him every time he went to the bathroom yeah. he's like you want to go to the bathroom I'm like sure <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, so I was listening to Bob and what the fuck is that person who's on uh, Monet Exchange Money Exchange listening to their podcast recently um, just catching up on a lot of stuff with drag races mm-hmm. mainly and then like when I run out of episodes I actually care to hear what they what their conversation was. Yeah. I will listen to their regular episodes. And one of the things that they discussed in the last one I listened to were just like ads. And it got me to thinking about like, do you remember the er- the earliest ad you can remember? Do you know what that was? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the ad that always comes to mind when I think of ads, and, th- and this is not the earliest one, but it's only because... Um, of you know the thing that I remember about ads is jingles. Yeah, you know that's what they, uh, Bob talked about essentially. So the ones that always come to me is you know I sing this one all the time. It's pizza in the morning, <laughs> pizza in the evening, pizza, pizza at supper time. time. When pizza's on the bingo, and I think of that um one for the dogs that bacon, 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 bacon. You know, yeah. like I remember stuff like I love bacon, that. I love you. I love bacon. I love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're going crazy. Oh, what is it called? Um, the bacon. I think that's the bacon strip. Bacon strips, you know, that they feed the dogs and the mm-hmm. dogs apparently because it tastes like real bacon. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but like, that's what I think of. Or like the, um, the what's the cat commercial? Um, um, Fancy Feast. Yeah. Like, I think of that. We were talking about Fancy Feast at the store yesterday because I had, we were walking by the dog pool aisle. Um, and because the kitchen utensils at the other side. Yeah. But we're walking by and they had a setup for Caesar's dog food. And you know, my dog that I want is on the cover of it. Yeah. And then they had a little smaller one, I guess, for like, puppies 
and it had a baby version of it. I was like, oh my God, I love this so bad. And then I looked at the price, which I thought it would be more expensive than it. It was like a dollar, which I don't know if that's expensive to other people, but it wasn't to me. I was like, wow. Because um, it had said like 10 for $10 or something like that. And so then Aaron was like, um, I thought it was going to be more expensive, like um, Fancy Feast. Like, I don't even know what Fancy Feast looking like. Yeah, how much does Fancy Feast cost? I don't know. Fancy. And you know, I used to inventory that stuff. And, and don't know I don't know it. Well, I knew it at the time because mm-hmm. I did it so much, but that was like over 10 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think about it anymore. You know, there's um, this girl um, that I follow um, that I'm friends with at work that we're on each other's Snapchats. She had posted these snaps of like these newborn, um, I think they're um, French bulldogs. Oh, my oh God. they were so adorable. <laughs> like, literally, I would like a friend. I like, you know, my go to dog. I really want a, um, a pug. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cute. Although everybody, like, when I tell them I want a pug, they're like, eh, they're so ugly. But I think they're so adorable. I don't think they're ugly. And they waddle, and I think that's so cute. <laughs> but um, I'd either want that or like a French bulldog. I mm-hmm. think French bulldogs are cute. I, or, or, like I say, a chow chow. But like when I bring it up to Aaron, Aaron is like, you know, they're, he doesn't okay. like them because he had one, apparently. I've never had one, so I don't know the experience with them. Um, I just love how, I love a fuzzy dog, yeah. you know, um, although like neither one of those other two dogs are really get fuzzy, but you know, um, but yeah, but I just, I mostly like the pug because it waddles. I just yeah. think that's so adorable. So overweight. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's so cute. But the reason I have brought up your, the first edge you remember, um, uh-huh. is because when they were talking about it, I was thinking about the first ad that I can remember. Uh-huh. I think I've shown you guys this before you and Aaron. Okay. Um, but the ad is just so, the ad is just so, like, it's ingrained in my mind that I... I hope uh, it's not that car insurance It thing. is. <laughs> and I play it on the podcast. If you guys want to watch this, go to YouTube and type in Eagle Insurance. Uh, Eagle Insurance Company commercial 1995. It should be the one that has an eagle on the front of it. The commercial is called... Or the, the company is called the Eagle. But... No. It must be the Eagle Man. Oh, it must be the Eagle Man. Oh, <laughs> that be so creepy. Mm-hmm. No, damn. <laughs> oh, look at those low rates. <laughs> <laughs> look at those low rates. I love rates. to say that part. Like, I haven't said it around you a lot, I don't think, but I do it to Aaron a lot. So the two things that I always... Well, not always, but I often will reference in that commercial are the, do you have insurance on this car? <laughs> like, for anything. We'll be driving. And um, let's say Aaron gets to a stoplight and he complains about something with the car. And I'll be like, do you have insurance on this car? <laughs> like, for any reason. And then the, look at those low rates. Aaron and I do that a lot for uh, just randomly. Yeah. We'll be in bed and be like... Look at those low rates. I can see y'all like having sex. <laughs> Look at those low rates. <laughs> like that's y'all sex talk. It's just so hilarious to me. That's the one of the first ones. The other one I can think of the earliest is a. Uh, um, it's for a company called Moo and Oink in Chicago. Well, uh-huh. I don't think they're running anymore. But it's like a, a butchery called Moo and Oink. They have like all of these meats and stuff like that that you can mm-hmm. buy. You can buy fruits and shit like that too, but. Um, it, the reason I remember that one is mainly is because of the fact that they have a jingle and Bob the drag queen was talking about, um, 
the reason that he thinks he can remember commercials more from back in the day is because they usually had jingles. And, and that's not really, really a anymore. thing anymore, yeah. And he had brought up, which I didn't even think about. He was like, nowadays, a lot of people don't really see ads on TV. So where you're seeing ads are, are like, are, for the most part, is like YouTube. And, and they have to make like, them like five seconds yeah, now. He was yeah. like, so they have to, if they have a longer ad, um, most times they're going to get skipped. So they want to get everything out in the first five seconds to get all the information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you can see after that. And I didn't even think about that. I was like, that is true. But we haven't thought about jingles. But also, we have, nobody really wants to sit around for a commercial to make a So, like, why would they make a jingle or invest their time know. in that? I don't know. I felt like commercials were more enjoyable back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't remember hating commercials as much as I do now. You know, now... Back then, I guess because it was just a normal thing and you couldn't gonna, skip them, so it yeah, wasn't. So a, now that you can, I was gonna say, do you think that yeah. you were more, you weren't as annoyed because it was you didn't really have an option. Now, but I you used have to also option, enjoy so. them though. I think I, I used to actually enjoy commercials, and I love jingles, and I mm-hmm. used to enjoy the jingles. Um, and also, commercials made sense back then. <laughs> you know, you'll watch a commercial, you won't even know what it's about or what they're selling until the end of I've it. I've had that so many times in the like last month. Because wasn't it like a wasn't it like a commercial where it was like this samurai and it was like these superheroes and they were like jumping around and they were doing popcorn and all of a sudden <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the um, commercial, I think they were selling a bicycle. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. But. I'm going to show you something. You want to talk about a commercial that don't make no motherfucking sense. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Did I save it? Please tell me I saved it. It's this ad where this guy is like climbing up this... Oh my God, I'm not going to have it, am I? So this guy is like climbing up this pole. It starts off like this. Okay. He walks up. This is black dude. And it's... Mm-hmm. Um, they're some kind of East Asian. Um, I think that's like Chinese, Japanese, right? Or am I wrong? East Asian? Yeah. Yeah. So, there's some East Asian um, little girl is standing there and she's like crying because she, her balloon, I guess, flew up and got stuck on this like whatever's at the top of this um, pole. And so, the black man comes up, he sees that she's crying for it and then he like shimmies his way up like a damn monkey, honestly. Shimmies his way up the pole, grabs a balloon, comes back down and gives it to her, and then the mother runs over and, like, yells at him something, whatever language it was. Yells at him about something, and so he's looking sad, and, um, like, he tried to give it to her, so he, she never got it, because the, the mom snatched her away. So he's holding on to the balloon, he's walking down the street looking sad, and then he gets into his house, and you see he has, like, all these balloons all over the place. So you're like, oh, I guess this happens to him a lot. And then he goes to lay down in his bed, which his bed looks really weird, and then it zooms out, it's a toothbrush, and then his he becomes this little brown line of toothpaste on the toothbrush. What? I was so confused as to what was happening in this ad. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know who who is getting into these focus groups and, and allowing these, these things to happen. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to talk about because I watched a video about it um, earlier today, and you and I have talked about it several times. So I think both of us want it. And that's veneers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Gabriel Zamora, which is somebody I, um, I follow on YouTube, and he, I think he has he has a podcast now called Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk. Um, but he recently got veneers. Um, he's getting a lot of work done, period. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but he recently got veneers, um, and he like was... All at, like, all around the same time? He's just like... After one thing is done, he goes to get something else. Or what's I mean, he had just got his eyebrows done, and then like he said, I think he what said, "I mean, like the um, 
microblading or something? No, he like literally had like hair transplant of eyebrows because he like he had really thin eyebrows mm-hmm. and he's he went into this whole spiel. You I know how I people would care enough. He, he, I mean, it clearly was a huge insecurity for him that was, like, keeping him up at night. But the, Let him tell it. But um, he was literally, like... How old is he? Uh, I think he's, like, in his, like, mid-20s, maybe. Mm. But he, um, but he was, like, just was like, like, this is a huge insecurity for me. Like, before, like, he was, like, building it up for the eyebrows. He was building it up, like, before he's even told us what it was he got done. He was like, this is something that I've been like really wanting to get done for a long time. It's been a huge insecurity for me. Um, and it's, it's da, 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 very da, da, much da. something that yeah. is a up-to-date issue. Mm-hmm. Because, and I think that may be why I have the opinion that I have on this. Not where I mean, it's his money, it's his face to do what the fuck he wants to. Mm-hmm. But, I'm just like trying to think how important would your eyebrows be like that? Like, you already do makeup. You're going to draw over them anyway. Well, what he was saying is that he wanted to like his face when he's not wearing makeup. Uh, and so, your eyebrows are dr- really, like, and I'm not even trying to judge. Yeah. I know it may sound like that. I'm just trying to get down to the bottom of, like, your I eye- mean, I don't know often, how that people... feels. I have thick-ass eyebrows. <laughs> and I have thin eyebrows. I don't know how thin his are. I don't even repeat it. I never like, they are, eyes. like, literally almost non-existent. You know, when he finally showed them, I was like, yeah, there's not much there. But what... But, to me, mm-hmm. the only time my eyebrows matter to me mm-hmm. <laughs> is when I have on makeup. And it's because with a beat face, I just feel like it fills in. I feel like it'd be really lacking and missing to have like thin-ass eyebrows. Yeah. But I mean, some people like that on themselves. But outside of makeup, mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about my eyebrows. And I don't know how many people are really... Well, I guess people are. Some people only wear eyebrows when they don't have makeup. I think so. definitely up to date, like people... Eyebrows are like... A big thing. Like, you never really heard yeah. people talking about, or maybe we just never paid attention because we weren't into it, but you never really heard people talk about eyebrows back when we were younger. And that. Well, back when we were younger, thick eyebrows weren't a thing. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody wanted, wanted a line. L- little line. <laughs> Everybody was into the chola look, you know. Um, so now, but the thing is, though, yeah, it was like, his thing is, is that apparently he, he didn't like the way he looked without his makeup. And he felt like he would have to put on eyebrows for him to feel good about himself. So he got the transplant, whatever, blah, blah. And then so a week after that, he got his veneers. Does the transplant, I guess that lasts like permanently while um, microblading is just how many months? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if he's ever done microblading. I heard of a transplant for eyebrows. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sure they. Can he's in California. Do any hair? Yeah. So he got the veneers, and he's talking about the process or whatever. He did get his teeth shaved down. He said he got. He only got the top row. He got ten teeth done. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said it calls between... Does he have an overbite? Like, can you not see his bottom teeth? I'm just wondering why he only got the top. Um, well, he said he felt like that was just where all his problem areas was. But okay. I think he said now that he's gotten it done, that he, he's thinking about now doing the bottom. Yeah, because I'm just like, I feel like it's going to be... And, and to me, matching. but a lot of people do that. A lot of people who get veneers only get the top done, and then they still have these like, crooked-ass teeth I on the bottom. you're lying to yourself that your teeth are, A, straight enough to match these, or wide enough to match these. Yeah. That's where my mind goes. I'm like, if I got, when I get veneers, yeah. I would rip everything out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I want it all, I want it all gone. I probably have to, I'll probably be getting it done in stages. Mm-hmm. Um, my main focus would be the front. Um, he got his front teeth, the, the his front 10 teeth done. And got him shaved, and he said it cost at least from the doctor that he went to. I'm sure there's different doctors that have different prices. Yeah, but the doctor that he went to, it was eighteen hundred to twenty two hundred per tooth. <laughs> Good God! 
I mean, but he said that there are he said there are financing options for up to five years of paying it off, which is which bad. isn't bad, you know. <laughs> you miss a payment, they come snatch you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> but um, I mean, which I mean, five years. I feel like that would be a pretty decent payment. If you can't pay it off in five years, then you need, didn't need to get yeah. paid. Yeah, what it sounds like. I'm definitely <laughs> thinking about veneers. I definitely want to get like at least the front like six teeth, mm-hmm. if you know, and then we can talk about the rest. <laughs> but um, later, I would like to have a situation where I am doing a profession or I'm working somewhere where I can take off enough time. How much? How long is the healing process between them? Do you know? From what I understood, um, like he got the temporaries. Um, I guess as soon as he did it, so they What's they. Um, it's just something to be in your mouth while you're waiting for your permanent teeth. Mm. So you're uh, not just having to go around. Dry. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's because you know you're not really gumming it. They shave the teeth down, but you you got those little stubs in there. You know yeah, that ain't cute. Crazy. Yeah. So. Um, just be wide open mouth all day. <laughs> you know. Um, so he got his temporary. He said the temporary. That's probably the worst of it mm-hmm. because your gums aren't really here for nothing. And he, he said he got because after you go through all of that, yeah, they're I guess they're so sensitive. They're sensitive, and um, and if you already got sensitive gums, and he said that he already had pretty sensitive gums. Um, he said How he also you know got if you have sensitive gums. Sensitive gums. Um, like what would be the prerequisites or not prerequisites, but like the? I guess they easily get irritated because you know sometimes they like bubble up and like. You can tell, yeah, you can tell when your gums are irritated, like, mm-hmm. they, or if they're like inflamed, like they'll not bubble up, but like, like they they'll look a little swollen sometimes, like if you brush too hard or whatever. I guess I don't have sensitive teeth, then, because I don't know any of this. Uh, you don't have sensitive to anything. <laughs> um, so <laughs> pointed, I am very pointed about it. But um, he also said he got. Um, uh, he said. Laser, I think I, I mean I could be saying this wrong. Laser gum sculpting, I think, is where like they kind of sculpt the way your gums look around your teeth. Like say you're you're a person who has a really gummy smile. Mm-hmm. Like I guess they'll be like able when you to. Smile, you just see gum and teeth. Yeah, so I guess it's for you to be able to make it the gum and tooth ratio. You know, makes sense. He needs to see a psychiatrist. Is what he needs to do. He has a lot of deeply ingrained. Um, I mean, like he's definitely got a selfish. Like he, he, he doesn't have a lot. Of, I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to use, uh-huh. and not even trying to be funny or anything. Yeah. The cosmetics that you're telling me so far, uh-huh. they sound like things that he needs to sit and have a conversation with somebody about how he feels about himself, yeah. and see if they can work out this. This it sounds like he has very bad dysmorphia about himself in general. I mean, that's very obvious. Because yeah. Because while he's while getting I, a lot I'm done, all for people to do with themselves as they want. Mm-hmm. If you want to get the gun thing, if you want to get the tooth thing, if you want to get the eyebrows, the filler, the, what is it, the facelift, whatever you want yeah. to do, it's your money, it's your face, if it makes you happy, go ahead. But what I feel like, if it's only making you happy because, I, I can't really rationalize why you would do that thing to your gums. <laughs> like, I understand some people have, like, issues with, like, when I smile, I show too much gum. But I'm like, is it really... If it's really bothering you that much, mm-hmm. I feel like you need to talk to somebody because it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> like, we all no, have certain things about and, ourselves that we... I feel like he's got to, a lot of things yeah. because he gets a lot done. Like how, how much he's getting done, and yeah. I don't want to say like in rapid succession, pretty young. but like, 
to have so much of it done right now, these all sound like procedures that are just going to be so he looks better on camera. And I don't think for himself. I mean, it could be for himself. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. You watch more than I do. Yeah. But it's just, it all sounds like something. I, I would rather, even if he still got them, I would rather he go talk to somebody. For yeah. Her. I just mean, to have a sit down because these are things that I feel like. Yeah. He seems to think through it. I'm not as a, I say just from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's not like he, I think that these are things that he thought about for a long time. I don't think that he just like, oh, I'm going to just go get this done. There definitely seem like things that he thinks about them a while and then he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and get this done. Um, I do think he gets a lot done. He does get the filler. He does, like I said, he got the eyebrows done. He's gotten his teeth done. Um, He's, I think he's gotten his butt done. I think he's gotten like something done to like his legs, I think, and, um, but at least he wasn't like detox because you remember detox had the pecs. He he, he had his pecs done. He but had his abs that, done. He had his. I'm just like pop off this that's your body. But it's just like for him, if somebody was getting surgery, I think this is how I'll tie it in because of what you just said with detox. Mm-hmm. If somebody's getting surgery for something and it's something that maybe they can't, um, either they don't want to work hard to get that body yeah. in the gym, or um, for some reason they physically can't. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's the same reason. Yeah. Um, I would see you going to get surgery for that. So, like, I want to have pectorals, let me get that. I want to have sculpted legs, let me get that. Yeah. But when I, I, where I'm having a hard time understanding why you felt the need to do this first, mm-hmm. maybe it's the cheapest, I don't know. But <laughs> is for the gum situation, I'll, whatever to the eyebrows, it's a transplant hair. Yeah. But the gums, I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I don't know. How I- often are you just in people's face cheesing? I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> he never had a gummy smile to me. I don't know what was his reasoning for the gum sculpting mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, and and but, just in case, regardless of what his reason is, his reason. It's I just mean, that's me, his business. Me psychologically. Like you're trying to wrap it around your somebody, mind. I'm trying to wrap it around my mind. I also am just worried. I mean, it's not going to get to him anyway. But yeah. I'm not worried. I would want him to be making all these changes and then look back and be like, I really didn't need to kind of situation. I mean, yeah. he may not do that. Yeah. It's more of like a concern is what I'm placing. Yeah. And it's not a concern. It's more about I, the reasoning why he's doing it. Like, is yeah. it really for me? Because it, it or doesn't. Or is it so, uh, so like. And I don't know him, so it could really yeah. honestly be for him. But yeah. Because I remember I had made a comment to somebody before about my fashion over body, I always say. I mean, of yeah. course, I don't want to look like a fashion over model, but I always say because it, it just sounds cute to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When I always did my fashion over by it, and somebody was like, but you don't have to get that. I'm like, I know I don't have to get that. I'm fine. Yeah. Because, like, even with <laughs> me. I wa- that's when I think about myself, and I was in the way that I want to see myself, yeah. I know that I would like to have that kind of hourglass figure. It doesn't have to be so exaggerated like they do in like either Photoshop or when people get their bodies done. Mm-hmm. I just want a little bit of hippage. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really all I want. Yeah. <laughs> see, for me. And that'll be fine. For me, like, I definitely within probably the next year or so, I'm going to get my cool sculpting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely going to be working towards getting veneers. So this just, I just feel like veneers are going to be an easier thing for me. Um, just as far as, like, that they don't stain and they're going to stay white. They're going to, yeah. you know. I don't have a rock cavity. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and with the way I eat candy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and the way I don't go to a dentist <laughs> and probably won't so, <laughs> until they snatch these teeth out. I need to set up a dentist appointment. Now you're saying that. But um, also, I need to set up an eye appointment. Ugh. I I'll hate going. I hate, honestly, hate I got to set up an appointment to set up my appointment. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate going to, to any doctor. You know, it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, especially now during a penny. But, um, but Speaking of the pandemic uh, uh-huh. and the bullshit going on within it, um, it's really not even speaking of the pandemic, but 
Have you been seeing, like, just this week alone, I think it has been, mm-hmm. the amount of black men being assaulted by police? I actually made a post about this on Twitter um, earlier because I was watching a lot of people reacting, you know. And Obviously, I haven't even wanted to I've, put myself through. I've seen a lot of people, <laughs> even um, um, Tabitha Brown, which, you know, usually mm-hmm. is always so positive, and she was, like, literally tearing up and talking about it's it. It's so sad. And um, I made a post, and I'm going to read it since we're talking about it, because it's really, I feel like it sums up how I feel about it, mm-hmm. and... I made something on Facebook. All I said was just, I'm so sick of waking up to seeing the news of another black man being killed, or harassed, or beaten, or assaulted by the police for literally no reason. Yeah. So basically what I said is, um, it's sad to see people that look like me feel discouraged to live life. Because of how society chooses to see us. It's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. No matter how much awareness we spread or how many protests we pre- peacefully march, America actively chooses to threaten our lives. And people on the outside don't understand that it gets hard to live in light and love when you're not getting it in return. When just simply existing marks a target on your back and when those who are supposed to protect you are putting your life in danger. Since my beautiful people are stricken with anxiety and hopelessness. And it's a horrible thing to witness, but it's exactly how the world wants us to feel. I think so, too. Uh, very well written and said. Um, you told us about the situation, which I didn't, I don't, I, I either didn't hear that part or mm-hmm. I just didn't remember it, that it was in Arizona when the couple had that attack on them. Or not attack, or I guess it was. <laughs> with the food truck situation. Yeah. Um, right there in Mesa. Yeah. And so that had popped up on YouTube for me just last night, I think. Um, and I saw like the full story play out. And it was so sad to me and crazy to see how literally it looked like all they were doing is sitting down having a conversation at the table. And then he just reached for a gun. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? And, and I thought it was so sad. For that- those of y'all that don't know, this is in Mesa, Arizona. There's a black couple that has um, a food truck business. And I through some means, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They had this this relationship or this setup with this white couple in their restaurant where they were able to store their food there. Yeah. And somehow they went into a business meeting. I forgot what, did you, do you know what the meeting was supposed to be for? He just called her in to talk. Like he didn't really say what it was about, at least from what I was, you know, from what I was interpreting. Mm-hmm. He just called her in to talk and they were talking and she started feeling uncomfortable. So she, she called talked. her husband mm-hmm. to come. And, like, right when her husband comes through the door, he's, like, pulling out a gun, and the husband holds the gun down like so that he doesn't shoot. Like, holding him down. And she was, like, I remember when he had said, he told her to call the police. And yeah. she had kept, it took her a while to do it, because she was, like, I don't know if that's going to help the situation. Which, when she said she that. She was scared. I was, like, that is very sad. It's sad. When you can't even think, like, if you're a black woman, black man, whoever, and you're caught, and you have a dangerous situation going on, and you want to call the police, but then you have to pause to be, like, is this situation going to turn even further south if I call them? Are they going to come in here and shoot my husband, this black man, instead of the man who actually has a gun threatening our lives? Which is just like, no other race has to deal with that right now. <laughs> you know, it's... Um, except, I think Hispanic people have to deal with it. Yeah. With, like, if they call... Definitely and, here. Yeah, definitely in, like, I guess the border states. Is that what they call them? Yeah. But, you know, the thing that really hurt me was... Well, the husband had to hold this man down for 11, 11 minutes. 11 minutes. 
And um, I can imagine. when the police get there, the woman was scared to let them in. She's like, please don't kill my husband. Please don't yeah, kill my said, husband. Yeah, she said, she told them. She's like, I'm not letting anybody through this door until you let me know. Yeah. She's about to go in here and shoot my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't. They did apprehend the man, but he got back out on bail, I think, what, the next morning? The next morning. And then the wife, and then the while wife the police were out. there, kicked them out. And I'm just like, I want to know what happened. I mean, I don't think anything was justified for him to pull a gun on them and they were just sitting yeah, there talking. They wanted to say that it wasn't racially charged, but how could it not be? Is this black woman, this black man, like what what, what caused for this man to need a gun and to pull it out? So if you called them in to have a meeting, why did you have this gun? Yeah. Because like, it, it'd be different if they just strolled up on you and you just happened to be a carry person, you already had it on you. But it seemed like if you called the meeting and you came in here, what did you did you feel that you needed this gun for a fucking yeah. business meeting, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> and if and say if you were racist, okay, you're racist, then why would you even give Allow. these people storage? Yeah. Like if you didn't want anything to do with black people, why would you conduct business with black people? And from my from what I understood, this is something that had been going on for a while. Like and, issues between them? Huh? Issues between them? or Oh, just them having, them having the yeah. arrangement. And so they had the arrangement for a while, it seems. And um, now they, they've affect, not only um, traumatized these people, but affected their business. Yeah. Now, they were saying that they don't think they can go on. They opened up a GoFundMe or set up one. And hopefully, I haven't seen or checked in to see if anybody has donated. But hopefully people have been donating to them because I think they definitely deserve it. Because mm-hmm. what happened to them, they got the short end of the stick out of all of this. Because not only did they get traumatized, not only did they their business is now um, looking real shaky. They don't know if they're going to be able to do anything. Um, all their food that they had spent all that money on is gone. She had a fucking miscarriage. She was pregnant during the altercation and then a week later had a miscarriage, which I was... Due to the stress. It, it made me tear up because I was like, that is fucking awful. Like, your whole world got turned around for absolutely no motherfucking reason. Yeah, just because you woke up that morning and you were black. Yeah. I mean, literally... <laughs> You know, it's scary and it's terrifying and it makes you not want to leave the house, but you have to because you got to pay the bills and Mm -hmm. you got to work with these people. And, you know, uh, because nine times out of 10, a lot of these people are either racist in your face or racist behind your back. Yeah. And I'm not calling everybody racist, but more people are than you know. Yeah. Even if they don't recognize it. Even if they don't recognize it. A lot of it is just ingrained, you know, through what they've seen and what they've been taught. And, and that's in what, every race. Yeah. Sometimes you grow up and your parents come from a time... Your parents are being taught from people that came from a time where racism was just... Normal. It was just all and over the place. And that was the norm. Black people feeling people, Hispanic people feeling ways about black people. White people feeling ways about both. <laughs> people feeling... Everybody mm-hmm. feeling ways about Asian people. And they're but not... I still say... I still say a lot of the actions that are happening today... Is because Trump was in office. Yeah. Trump went in the office and people sold their ass. They really did. And I really, they're still doing that it. With you. <laughs> yeah. The people weren't doing not saying it wasn't happening, but you it wasn't happening as much before Trump. It's just annoying because it's like one of the things that bothers me with it is that all of this would stop if people just sit down and learn a little bit because I understand when you're growing up and your family is teaching you or saying things that you pick up on, mm-hmm. um, like racist things or just just unnecessary feelings about another race. Yeah. And you would think at some point you would like have a mind of your own and be like, well, I've never experienced this. I've never seen them do this. I've never ha- had this happen. Why do y'all feel this way? I think you'll come down to the end of it being that none of them know why they feel yeah. this way. But you know, I feel like some of us, if not almost all of us, 
have grown up with certain prejudices. Yeah. And, I, and just from a personal experience, I'm going to say this, is that, you know, growing up, I've, I think I, I know I, I was brought up to have a prejudice against trans people. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of in, ingrained in me. And I kind of fell into that because it was like, oh, well, God, God assigned you to sex and you need to have this sex. And blah, 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 because that's what I was taught. And, you know, but then as I got older and I was meeting trans people and I was having conversations with them. And this is why people, you have to be open to talk to people and learn their experience and their background. Because just because they're living a different, they come from a different background, they're living a different life than you, doesn't mean it's wrong. You might not get it off the bat. And then even probably after y'all talk, you still might not get it. But But you can appreciate, you can appreciate that this person has a story. You know, and um, that's what bothers me too. You don't have to get everything. No, you everything don't. Ain't for you to get. Yeah, <laughs> just you don't have to get something to respect it. But just if like you're just doing like something, we've... living a way uh-huh. that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't understand. If I sit down and have a conversation with you, and I try, and I still can't wrap my my mind around it, like the mm-hmm. Gabriel Zamora thing, just this much lower. But just yeah. on that thing, I mean, I understand what he's doing. I mean, I get it. But that's him. Yeah, it's his. Decision to make, I respect that. I'm not gonna fight on it. Yeah, and it's okay to express an opinion. Yeah. It's okay to talk about it and create a conversation. But what is not okay is for you to condemn people for what and they just choose. Them so much yeah, for just no for reason. instance, like me and you talk about this several times when we're talking about non-binary and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. To be honest, I don't fully get it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I told you, I don't think it's for me to get because I think it's for the new generation. Yeah. Um, there's something that they're going through in their own identity, and, you know, that they're coming to terms with. You know, um, so I, I'm definitely all here to listen and learn about it. Um, as people, as I, I don't think I've personally met a non-binary person. I would like Not to. one that has um, at least said that they were. Yeah. I, I would I mean I would I like to I would like one, to have a conversation. I know one. Um, I, when I say no, I know of one. <laughs> I know of one envy person, and but it was confusing to me. And this is one of the things that confused me because a lot of the envy people that I know of, either through my own life or through the online, mm-hmm. at one point they were trans. They were they were saying that they were trans, mm-hmm. um, either male to female, female to male. And then, like, remember that person we follow on Instagram? Was Firebutt? Yeah. Remember they were going through the whole process of, um, of transitioning to male, and then randomly they didn't were want anybody people. to call them a male. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that, that confuses me, and I'm like, and I think also is something that confuses other people. Now, while we may be confused, and even just innately you and I look to understand things yeah. because we want to know more yeah, about Yeah, I want to understand it. I, if, if ever I'm talking about something, I want, I'm never ever disrespecting anybody's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I just want to understand it. And um, and even if I still don't understand it, I'm still like, okay, well, that's your right. Yeah. You <laughs> know, your that's your life and that's your right. Me, you know, when I'm thinking about it and I guess the way I live my life or the way I look, it, I guess I could fit into non-binary yeah. because I do live a more androgynous life. But... You know, I, I I find that since I've I've I'm older than a lot of these people that are taking on this title, this this particular label, and um, it wasn't around when I was getting to know myself. Mm-hmm. And see, these are people getting to know themselves, and so during this time, and they this found that it. label. 
But when I was getting to know myself, that label wasn't around. And so now that. if I if I certainly start suddenly start using this label, I don't feel like it makes me feel any different. So for me, I definitely understand that. But for me, the reason I, I don't think the reason I don't I can't understand it or I'm I'm having a hard time understanding, it, not that I can't. Yeah. Um, it's because while yes, you and I both dress more femininely um, at certain times to go with their androgynous thing, and I think more so me because I have a lot more, like I, uh, most almost all of my clothing is would be considered female clothing. Yeah. Um, but and which for me, just to just um kind of like give some 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 comparison, what a, comparison <laughs> as to like our aesthetics, and I dress more masculine as far as like dressing, and then I have on hair, makeup, and Thin female shoes. Yeah, well, I got the hair, and makeup, and yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely more androgynous. Where it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm looking at, mm-hmm. you know. But for Kenny, you can probably more than likely be like, okay, well, that could be a woman. Yeah, you know. But, but the thing my, is, is why I say I could fit into non-binary because of that. But the label wasn't there, so you don't know if that's what you would have chosen. But for me, it's not like I know the label, and I'm like, oh, I, I see that label. I see, I, I hear that you guys are like, I don't fit into either. And my trouble with understanding it is. I don't because we can fit into that. We can fit into that. Uh-huh. My reasoning for wearing, uh, quote unquote, women's clothing, is not because I don't feel like I fit into the male gender. It's because I just want to. I like the way that looks. I like yeah. that aesthetic. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's where my thing is. I'm like, if you just want, if you just want to wear what you want, because that's what when I see a lot of envy people, it is, um, it is like somebody that is biologically male, and or biologically female, and they're dressing. In the role of what society would expect um, a biological male or biological female to wear. So, like, they're reversing things. Like, I'm biologically female and I'm wearing men's clothing. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I see that. And I do the same thing. But do you feel like you don't fit in the gender because of that? Like, if you want to wear, if you just want to wear the opposite gender's clothes, wear it. I mean, who the fuck going to tell you no? I definitely feel that way. Like, I wish I would go into a store and want to buy a dress and somebody be like, you're not a woman. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> don't get cussed the fuck out in front of these customers. <laughs> Ring this shit up while I fuck you up. <laughs> you know, um, and like my whole um, place in it is that, um, you know, I didn't need the, a label. That's you why know, I think it's coming from a lot show. of the labels that come to me is like when people are calling me this or calling me that, it's because that's what somebody else needs to label me. Um, I feel very comfortable saying I'm a man. I feel very comfortable mm-hmm. in my in my masculinity and in my femininity uh, as a man. Mm-hmm. And it's why I don't need the label. And I was like, I don't know, maybe if I was in this generation, maybe I'd feel differently. I think maybe too, because we would have come yeah, up learning we would have come up differently, you know, because the way we were raised in our time, we would have been raised completely different yeah. in this time. So... It, 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 I feel like it definitely has to do with this generation. This is their thing, mm-hmm. you know? And just like the generations before us don't understand how we identify. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, we're getting in an age where, you know, we're now the older queens but and, I, like, yeah. we're looking down, <laughs> yeah. you know, like... What the fuck is y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely... I feel like we're just at this stage in life. I feel like people... Uh, really, what people need to do is get rid of labels. I mean, th- labels are important. Mm-hmm. I definitely get that. It's mm-hmm. how we understand and evaluate things. But I feel like we're coming to a point where, and I can't remember who said this, and I probably said this on an older podcast, but it's coming to a point where we have these boxes, 
Mm-hmm. Before it was, um, we just had gay, or we just had straight, is what everybody thought. Yeah. Like, oh no, we have gay people too. And then like, oh no, we have bi people too. Yeah. And now we have it. Um, these just like it's like each time. What are those, those little Russian doll things? Each yeah. Time we're, we're just, just pulling them out, and we're gonna get to a point where it's like we're making these subsects of subsects of subsects yeah. of things, and it's not that it's unnecessary because I feel like it is necessary when somebody is trying to understand themselves to be able to find something and be like. Oh, that's me. I identify with this, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're getting to a point where we're we're just cutting things too thinly. Yeah. Where as I'm just like, okay, we're just be who you are, and I don't feel like we need to get things to be so small and minute detail of like, yeah, I'm I, this, but this, and yeah. all of that. But then, I mean, again, if that's if that's how, if that's you, need how to identify, you need to identify. See, I never needed it. But I feel like it's complicated I never needed for not it for only me. you, but for people to understand yeah. you. I never needed it for me. And I'm like, however you see me is how you see me. Yeah. As, as my mama always said, that's none of my business. It truly ain't none of mine. So that's why I always tell people when they want to ask me, am I male or female? I'm just like, I identify as a male, but baby, whatever you Whatever you saying, see. If, if yeah. you feel weird calling me a man, baby, call me a woman. Yeah. I don't, I truly don't care. There, I used yeah. to be a time where I used to, like, hearing somebody call me a woman was singing in my ear, and I, I'd be lying to say that it still doesn't sometimes um, today, but I don't care as much anymore. The only thing not, that stings not, my ears when people call me Kim. <laughs> I do not like to be called Kim. <laughs> people are like, can I call you Kim? No. <laughs> the reason that being called a woman still stings my ear a little bit is I, personally, my own thought process mm-hmm. is because coming up in general and... A lot of things you hear and see, even today, I feel like still put down women and just make it to feel like anything feminine, anything womanly is less than. And so I remember being called, the feelings of being called a woman when you're younger, like when people would want to make fun of you for being gay Mm -hmm. uh, or if they thought you were gay, um, they want to call you a woman or a lady and stuff like that. And I think back then at a standpoint where I'm just like, I, yes, I am gay, but I want them to know that. So I got to yeah, get Yeah, I was it. always a little, the, the little sissy boy, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I'm i not really that bothered by that. There's a, um, somebody I follow. I've, like I've, showed, not now. I'm just I've, I've showed you now. this, um, this, he's like, I, I, I call almost everybody a little boy and I hope nobody gets offended. <laughs> but I do. I call grown ass people a little boy. back to but, <laughs> what you said before on the podcast. Yeah. It all comes from intent. Yeah, I'm getting mad at people. You know that they're not intending. Yeah, I, there are certain people that you know what they're saying, regardless if they're intending to or not. You know what they're saying is trying to be pointed at. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just say little boy, whatever. But it's this little boy mm-hmm. um, that I follow on TikTok. I, I found him on TikTok and now I follow him on Instagram. And he did a live. His name is Isla. I've showed him to you. He's like the um, guy that's with the beard that dresses. Yeah, I know you're talking. About. I, um, he's he's Italian and Spanish, but he speaks French. But uh, does he speak Italian or Spanish? No. <laughs> okay. I, I guess because he grew he up in America? France. Oh, he, he, oh no. he grew up in France. Yeah, so he, he, he lives in France. France. Okay. He still lives in France to this day. Um, so he was doing a live, and the top question in there, I was asking him, was what was his sexuality? Mm-hmm. Of course, this is a. He's. I think he said he just turned twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he. I think for a while he was trying to ignore it. Like and I guess they kept. Because you said this was a live, like on Instagram. It was a live on Instagram. So it was just like he, he was he just going. And at first, it, <laughs> at first he was trying to ignore that one because it was a Q and A. It was for mm-hmm. people to ask questions, but I think he was trying to ignore that one. Um, and then finally, I guess because it kept popping up, he was like, "Okay, people keep asking me about my sexuality." So um, he said that 
he was saying that he used to identify as gay. Right now he's single. He said he's not interested in dating anybody, which I get it. <laughs> but um, he's like, he's not interested in dating anybody. He wants to work on himself, which I think is really cool for him to be 21 and be thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And um, But he said he feel like he used to identify as gay, but he said he's kind of confused about it right now. He said he's not really sure. He's figuring it out. Um, and then people were asking him, so are you bi? He was like, well, no, he said, I am more attracted to guys. He said, I think that I might be pansexual, but he's like, he was like, but sexuality is so confusing. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess when it comes to like trying to figure out the label and the word, you know, and then somebody again, was like, sh- somebody's like, are you, you omnisexual? Are you this? Da, da, da. So, so many different and it's so many labels things. of things. Just like what you like and move on. Yeah. And so <laughs> he was like. He did go on to say, he said, I think it's rude for people to think that they can just ask you about your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with, because people so are. you're asking who you fucking. Yeah. That's essentially what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like when a trans person, and, and then the first thing somebody want to ask, well, do you still have your dick? It's just like. You know, is that your business? <laughs> so I'm like, no, if they, if, if, if this person wants to talk about that with you, they mm-hmm. will. You know, and I feel like. I feel like it was obvious that he was a guy that was into guys. And I don't think you needed to ask him that. I'm you not know. saying this because I want to feel like I'm need a pat on my back or a warrior, but I've never seen a trans person, talked to a trans person, met one, and the first thought I had was, are they pre or pro stop? Like, I'm not, I can't fathom that thought process mm-hmm. of being like, oh, Kimo, you're trans. You come up and talk to me. I'm like, oh, I, um, I don't know. I'm trans, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I couldn't bring oh, myself. do you still have such and such? Like, why yeah. do you, not only why do you care? If, I, if you're not about to fuck me, I don't care what's between your legs. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, now, if this is somebody you're about to date and y'all are getting into that thing, then maybe you do need to know the information. Mm-hmm. But... If y'all are I mean, just yeah, friends, just a friend walking up or y'all to you, don't or even know each other, then why is it y'all's business? Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't bring myself to ask that question, and I've known several trans people. Um, I know more female to male than male to female. Yeah. But um, I've had a conversation a long time ago with one that actually um, we were like kind of dating, mm-hmm. and um, and he was like. For one thing, he he wasn't really interested in having sex because he was still suffering from body dysmorphia and really was feeling mm-hmm. awkward about what to do with his body. Yeah. And I said, I wouldn't be able to bring myself to ask because I do understand body dysmorphia and, you know, the trauma that comes with it. Yeah. And, you know, and for you to, and even like, say, for instance, watching Drag Race with um, God Mick and her talking about her, uh, well, her, he... Drag queen, so when she's a drag queen, she's a her. So, <laughs> so we talk about drag race a lot, regardless if there's a trans person or not. And I think this is anybody. Yeah, that any watches drag, drag race. queen. We all call You're, them her. You and call she. them she, him. You call them whatever you want. Yeah, because, but you, because they're doing both. And so yeah. I, I, I believe God makes it that he doesn't really care. So yeah, he <laughs> said that when he's in drag, that, so that we're it, saying it is she, she forgot Mick for, we're not because. Saying, Drag, <laughs> because we call all drag queens she's. You, you know, even, I feel like yeah. Mick wouldn't be doing drag if he was concerned with being yeah. called a she. Yeah, <laughs> that's I how mean, I think about it. He did bring it up while he was out of drag, say, because mm-hmm. people did ask about his pronouns, and he did say, out of drag, he, him, in drag, she, her, and the reason why. Um, God makes said that is because like you're really clocking him if you don't do it yeah. as if you would do a regular you know born man. Mm-hmm. So and so just so just to put the context out there so people won't say that I'm being you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, God makes said that um, um, 
Jake, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about the body dysmorphia. And- yeah. Um, she was talking about her body dysmorphia and how she was dealing with it. And in the beginning of it, when, when they, when, I think it was the first or second episode, it would have to be the second because it's when they were doing the, um, the um, song. Mm-hmm. And um, he, um, he said that, um, he was suffering through it because he, in the first line in the lyrics or the song that he wrote was God Mick was born a girl and hadn't revealed to anybody on you know in the cast that that he was trans mm-hmm. and um, so he was really suffering through body dysmorphia in, in that and mm-hmm. was like really taking it really hard and um, was feeling kind of ashamed and you know, which is still, I, that's a journey. And yeah. even as a gay person, it's a journey sometimes. Um, uh, as me, as a single gay man who's in his 30s and, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and still like in the dating pool, you know, sometimes I feel a, a little bit of dysmorphia about myself because I am such a niche yeah. person, like as far as like who's going to be attracted to me. And sometimes it's like, well, it'd be easier if I was just either hyper film or hyper masculine. But, I'm, but then you're forcing yourself to be something that you're expecting yeah. to be. And then and you're not going to be happy with that either. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do that. But sometimes I'm like, you know, some of, some of the things that go with me being single is because typically the people that are interested in me, interested in me are fetishizing me. Yeah. And, you know, and I can pick that up really quickly. And then I'm like, okay, well, you I can't usually get into tell that. specifically because they don't want to talk about anything about your life. This yeah, is straight up sex. Yeah, <laughs> I'm either being fetishized for being black, being fetishized for being, you know, feminine, or being fetishized for seeming exotic. You know, oh, you know, you seem like you're from the islands, <laughs> and you know, all of that. I mean, I am from an island, but you know, the thing is that I don't want somebody to be interested in me because I'm, I'm from, from an island. Yeah. And you know, (laughs) so that's like you know, and so I deal with that sometimes where I was like, well, my life would have been way easier if I were either this or this, Mm -hmm. and you know, and sometimes you got to be like, well, shit, my life was just not meant to to be easy, you (laughs) know, and and most of that is just really finding happiness in yourself, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, well, you know what. it, it might happen one day, but I'm dealing with what I got and I love myself and I can really wake up in the morning and go to bed at night saying, well, at least I'm being true to who I am and then whoever comes into my life, you know, would have to fucking deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deal with it how you need to, bitch. Yeah. Um, but aside from all that, my mm-hmm. trans queens out there, I really want a trans friend. And not to be like, not to sound weird about like I just it's not I, like you're trying to fill a quota. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to fill a quota. I just I would like more diversity in my friends. Not that I don't like my friends. I mean, we got Hispanic, white, <laughs> we got yeah, Jewish yeah. people, but I I I don't have any lesbian friends. I've only had one lesbian friend my entire life that I know of. Let me say that I knew a lot of and lesbians back she, in college. Um, I, I don't think she lives here anymore. She moved, and that's how we lost like speaking to each other a lot. Um, I don't have any lesbian friends, and I don't have any that I know of trans friends. And so, I would just like 
to have some because I I feel like having those people in your circle and being able to talk to them more helps you understand their lives more. And yeah. not that not you think about their to lives. To be very honest just, with you, I am very attracted to trans men. I don't <laughs> know what so it is. Remember I told you about that one person that was, um, there was this one trans guy who, he was either trans or was a very much lesbian. Had <laughs> um, came into a show y'all when I worked there. Yeah. And I had only seen that bitch one day. But had... Tattoos all, and you know how I feel about tattoos. Tattoos all over him or her, and um, had this like buzz cut, but like you know that how Rihanna used to have it, like it's just at the top kind mm-hmm. of thing. Child, I walked into the break room and I was like, "Who the fuck <laughs> <laughs> is this person?" It's like you might need to put on that step up. Yes, <laughs> and you know, I always say, um, for me, since I'm a bottom with dating a trans person, it'd be so weird because I'm just like, I would like to feel like a real penis. I mean, I'm not going to judge it out if something happened, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of these uh, dildos are real motherfucking realistic. <laughs> but but it was just like with that one. Man, you would have made some exceptions. If you are a real butch lesbian or a trans man, find the strap. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to put it on in the break room. (laughs) Let's get you a shot. Yes. You know, there's a. I remember back home, trans wasn't a big thing back in Memphis, but there are like some real, like really butch lesbians. um, And. Which are just as. I don't know what the which these they trans are, men they are and sexy. these really butch lesbians. I don't know what you be doing. But <laughs> I remember I was at the club. There was this club yeah, back like back in Memphis called the Complex, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we would go there. Me and my cousin. I remember there was one time we went, and there was this um, butch lesbian, and she was literally she was trying, and she was throwing all the game at me. And she was like, <laughs> uh, she was. I mean. To me, they got more game than dudes. Mm-hmm. And, like, they really, they, they go for it. And the one thing I like about them is that if they want you, they're going to let you know. True. And they finna, they finna hound you for the rest there of the night. There will not be any minced words. <laughs> and let me tell you now. You ain't going to walk out of the room. Yeah. And guess you ain't going to guess. No, no. She finna tell you. <laughs> um, and the thing is that was really getting me is, um, that gets me about that because, you know, I love a persistent person. Mm-hmm. You know what? To me... If you real motherfucking persistent, I probably wouldn't even enter you at first. But if you try hard enough and long enough, point. <laughs> then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. You know, I can really, I can get down for a persistent person. I love a person that know what the fuck they want. You know, yeah. that just really, to me, you really, if you can really make me feel like you go, you putting in the motherfucking work, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know what? Because just like uh, only reason I had sex with that one girl is because she she waited a year, <laughs> and she was persistent. She nice. came in, and I tell this story, and I don't know how many people believe it, but but this is true. My tenth grade year, this girl comes in, and she's like, she sees me. We're in biology class, and she says to me, "I'm gonna fuck you by the end of the year," huh? and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Madam. I don't know if she do this every year in every class. <laughs> she she has a conquest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like I said, she worked for it, and by the end of the year, she got it. Well, it is all I got to say. And you know, I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers, and she was like, um, so do you think that if like the right girl came along and da da da, I was like, you know what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. You know, 
for me, the right girl would have to be a very butch lesbian. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, have to be a really butch lesbian, and she'd have to have a nice strap on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, she, she would definitely have to know that I'm gay, and she would definitely have to understand that and whatever. But you know, it would be interesting. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to. I'm open to whatever is good for me. Yeah. So whatever that is, <laughs> you know, because sometimes we miss some of the best shit that could be because we are so fucking closed-minded to everything that comes yeah, towards us. Definitely, especially going toward my mid to late twenties, try to make it a point for myself to just be more open-minded to things, even if I don't understand something. Try to sit down and be like, okay, try to learn about it. Yeah, educate yourself, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we go though, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Last time we recorded, when the whole kerfuffle happened, yeah. Um, didn't I bring up your album, or was that on the podcast before that? You did, Cause, yeah, because we talked about his album because it was it dropping. came out that day, I think. Yeah, yeah. His album dropped on the second, and y'all would have heard us have a good convo about it. Yeah, but it's gone. But <laughs> well, we do plan on doing an artist versus artist type thing. Yeah, where we sit down and we're going to do a little video. It'll be probably on YouTube or like. Instagram oh, TV, I don't know. We can post it. Wherever we can post it. It's, it's not going to be, it's probably going to be a little short, sweet one, but um, I think it's cool. I saw some other people do it, and I was like, oh, mm. we can do that, and we can talk about, you know, our inspirations and, and our plans for the future. Yeah. I was bringing up, though, because Chemo bought my album, of course, on iTunes. I was going to say Apple Music, but. <laughs> yeah. Chemo bought my album on uh, Apple on iTunes, and I was going to do the same thing for him, but I was like, you know what? Chemo loves vinyl records. And not to say that I don't like them. It's just, I need to it's go not to the record store. I'm just looking into. Well, I'm also it, the one with the record player. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm gonna instead of buying this album, I'm gonna make him a vinyl record, which of course we found out what a few months ago that you can actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> because and it's not that why expensive. did we look into that? We looked into it because Queen Herbie. Well yeah, and I really thought of me, I was like, okay, well, I would love to have it a part of my collection. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, can you do that? And I was like, oh, you can. <laughs> so it was it was really cool. They also have some where you can like make mixtapes. I don't need a mixtape on vinyl. True. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I would rather get him the vinyl record of his first album. First official album. <laughs> um, the shade in the room. <laughs> I just thought it'd be really nice. I was gonna, like I told you when I texted you, I was gonna surprise you, but because I wanted it to be, I didn't know it to be like a disc to just arrive. Yeah. I was like, I know there's probably, site, or I know there are sites out there that you can make like your, what is it, the cover, the casing thing? Yeah. I mean, the casing. Um, and some people have pictures on there, so I'm like, well, I'm just gonna tell him so he can design what he wants it to, and that way it'll be exactly that what particular he wants. website. Also, does like CDs and they also the do um cassettes in the cloud, in the clouds records, or in the clouds. <laughs> I think it's just in the clouds.com. Let me verify. I'm just saying this for anybody because I know some of Just in case somebody to wants to do it, yeah. Like music. You can make your own vinyl. If you're into vinyl records, um, yeah, it's in the clouds.io. I don't know what IO is. I don't know. I've seen a lot more of those in but the yeah. last like two, three years. They do merch. They do vinyl. They do um, prints, um, cassette tapes, CDs. Um, I mean, a cassette tape would be cool, but I don't have anywhere to play it. It would just only be for no the nostalgia. Interest. No interest. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I would only really want it for the nostalgia. The very first thing I ever bought as far as music for myself. You know, my first album was the Preacher's Wife soundtrack, but I didn't buy that. My father did. Mm-hmm. The first thing I ever bought, I was in the country, and, and they had this little store 
that sold um, music, but it was like so sparse. It was like you go in there and use it's like these little wooden shelves and like little um, tur- turnstiles, and yeah. they would have little like stuff. But it was like it wasn't that much music to be honest. <laughs> but this is the country it in was Mississippi. A music store? Yeah, but it, and it didn't have much music. No, like it literally was like like. Say, you know, if you go in a music store, like, it has racks and racks and racks, and it's, like, stacked yeah. up. Literally, like, a shelf would it be, like, a, a CD, a CD, oh a my CD. God. Like, there was none behind, you know. It was, oh, like, okay. only one, like, Were thing. Were they selling other things? No, that was it. It didn't last so, long. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, this store couldn't have lasted long. It didn't last long. And that was the only time three, I've ever been in it. You got three CDs in the store, and yeah. you ain't selling these? That was the only time I've ever been in it, and it's the only time I ever saw it. So, <laughs> but, you know. In, they came and went. In, Charleston, in Charleston, Mississippi, literally, is a tiny little small town, and you can you can get to anywhere in that city by walking. Like, we would walk everywhere, because literally, you didn't need a car to go anywhere yeah. in, in Charleston. And like in the, the the city part of it, like where our stores is, it's just one street. So um, we were walking down Main Street, mm-hmm. and <laughs> like we go in there, and I see um, I, my, the, the first thing of music I ever bought was a cassette tape, and it was the Bills 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 by Destiny's Child single, and I remember it because it had Bills Bills Bills, it had the instrumental, and then it had a snippet of Now That She's Gone. <laughs> And I feel like my mom had this cassette. I know she had... Because it's like them in that pink tool. You Do you know what I'm talking about, I, the photo? I think that she did have this. I mean, we didn't listen to cassettes often. Or I think she got rid of them pretty... Not got rid of them, but she didn't start... She moved away from them pretty quickly, Yeah, I remember. I think there's only like three things I've ever had on cassette. I've, I had that on cassette. I, Destiny's Child, Jenna, I had Jackson, the Writings on the Walls cassette. On cassette. And I also had Whitney Houston's first album, um... Whitney Houston on <laughs> Whitney Houston was Houston. Yeah. But the thing is, because our first album was called Whitney Houston, her second album was called Whitney. <laughs> okay, girl. We, get, uh, we know you. <laughs> I think back then, you know, I don't think, I don't think pop artists like Whitney Houston really had concepts. Uh-huh. So they would just go in the studio and just make, make music, music and, and then it throw album. it together and then wouldn't know what to call it. You know, I feel like more, more rock bands were, were they really more conceptualist. Like they do now, or they've done it for a while now, but um, like where it's your self titled album. Mm-hmm. Like, so when they ask her about her self titled album, they'd have to go to both of those. Yeah, and then she got another one down the line called Just Whitney. So, like, <laughs> Madam. But you know, it's a, it's just like something about that time where people were just constantly coming out with self-titled albums. Like, you know, I thought, I thought, I didn't know people had multiple. I thought when you came out with a self-titled album, for whatever reason, I mean, because mm-hmm. unless you're like at the end of your career, I don't really know why you would do it. But yeah, um, self-titled album was supposed to be like a, encompass everything that is you. Like, you, this is both like a more personal that's, album. That's what you think. <laughs> I've always assumed, unless it was something like, for instance, like Aaliyah. So is it what? Aaliyah's self-titled album, she said the reason why she called it, because she called it that was because it was what concept I just assume what, that's what you would what, want to do it. Like, what, I'm naming it after myself because this is me. I honestly think during that time it was because we don't know what to call it. <laughs> We're going to name it after ourselves. You know, it's because... Like a sad state of affairs. Yeah, I think that, you know, for a good chunk of the time, yeah, they did not know what to call their albums because nobody, had, like I said, pop artists, I feel like but weren't making concept albums. Don't, like, one of the easier things to do 
I feel like well, aside, like first single, like not, not even just your first single, but just one of the singles on the album, because it's not always somebody's first single that's the name of the album. Sometimes it's just a random song on the album, but it's called yeah that. And so I'm just like, why not do that? If you don't know what to name it, look at your track list. It'd be like which one of these I like, yeah, and make that the album instead of a three Whitney album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got Mariah Carey with <laughs> "This what? Is Me, Mariah." <laughs> the elusive Chantus. Oh, bad bitch. And then she did have, you know, her first album was Mariah Carey. But and Mariah Carey is pretty good with album titles. Typically, I mean, they're usually, you know, I love my one word album titles. I she like does that. The Emancipation of Mimi. That the is a really good one. Is it's like the title and the album, everything about it. But that was a concept. Yeah. You know, that was her, you know, she was feeling liberated, mm-hmm. you know, so that's why Child she called it that. The music in it, you could tell. Yeah. Um, but what I don't, the title that I don't like is the I Am Me Mariah the Elusive Chanteuse. Yeah. an unnecessary name. <laughs> why couldn't we just have named it the Elusive Chanteuse? I feel like that. Yeah, I like that part of it, but the me, I am Mariah. Speaking of, I because like. <laughs> uh, you know, Demi Lovato just came out a new album. I definitely recommend it. It's really good. Um, and but I was, you know, listening to it and really enjoying it. And but the album is called "Dancing with the Devil: The Lo- The Art of Letting Go." And they're basically two different album titles. So mm-hmm. basically, um, the first three tracks because it has three tracks um anyone dancing with the devil then i see you and then it has the intro which when i first looked at the track list that made no sense to me but then (laughs) um i was reading about the album so apparently the first three tracks are like a prelude Mm -hmm. um during a time because uh to set it up she has a documentary i did not read it i did not watch it (laughs) i didn't read i didn't read it or and i didn't watch it but um but i i kind of know the gist of it she's talking about her addiction and her going to rehab. And during her addiction, um, I think she had got raped by her dealer oh and all types of stuff. So the first three songs is supposed to be that juncture. And then then you get into the actual album, which is talking about um, her recovery mm-hmm. and her getting past all of those things. So it's Dancing with the Devil. The Art of Letting Go. Okay. So... I like it. Some people didn't. Some people I saw like was like, "Oh, I don't care for the production of this, this and whatever." I really like it. It's kind of indie, some parts of it, mm-hmm. and um, but it just I I feel like it definitely encompasses her getting over her demon demons, mm-hmm. and that it's a process. And so she's got all these songs. She's got one song called Melon Cake, and I thought that was an odd title, but um, <laughs> she said for cake. a long time for her birthday she would eat melon cake. What is and cake? it's literally like like a cake flavored a, melon flavored like melons or no it's literally like a watermelon or a melon cut into a cake and then they make it you eat it as if it's a cake and basically it's like the healthier option and so the the so the, I'm the point of the, the song of this I need to see a picture because my mind can't <laughs> So the point of the song is basically saying, you know, normal melon cake. I'm going to enjoy my life and the things that, you know, I'm going to allow myself to eat cake, to eat cake and enjoy things and to do things and to not feel so restrictive, you know, and like there's like all these different songs. I know there's one song about her father who had passed, who she had like a not so great relationship with. And she said she saw a butterfly or something and it made her think of him and it was something, something, you know, all these little like. I'm looking Existential at things, right but yeah, is this what the fuck is this? is this icing? I mean, some of them have icing, yeah. So we may as well have ate the cake. 
because the actual cake is not as bad as the icing is for you. I guarantee. Yeah, you. <laughs> but that's, that's yeah, that's what it was. And then so she said, "Is she?" They get real creative with this. They're doing this shit like you know when people have um, you cut into a cake and like either chocolate or some kind of little some like candies or something come out of it. Yeah, they have that for this with like little melon balls inside the middle of it. I probably wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't want the icing though. That's what my thing. Like. But I'm I've not, seen some without I'm not icing. judging it because of the fact that it's a melon cake. My mind just couldn't piece it. Now that I see it, I'm like, okay, I see what's happening. Yeah. Um, but what's confusing to me is if we're doing this from what you said, it was like to be more of a, like, I want cake, but this is more of a healthy option. Yeah. Okay, fine. But then you still have this icing on here. You may as well just ate the cake without icing. <laughs> I mean, definitely the melon is going to be is going to be better for you with um, or without icing altogether. Mm-hmm. But if you put an icing here, it, to me, it just feels like defeating the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would mind a melon cake, but like I said, I wouldn't want the icing. I'm not an icing person. I'm so not definitely not. Um, either way, yeah. Kenny got me the vinyl. You <laughs> <laughs> said all that to say. <laughs> and I'm so like, um, it's so sweet and I can't wait to get it. It's going to be, it takes a while for them to press vinyl. The way that I was going to do it, I was going to get it, have it sit here and then like one day you're recording. The, I didn't think it was going to take as long as it was. So definitely glad I didn't go with that. Idea. <laughs> but I thought it was going to be like a situation where it came in like a month. And I was like, we would sit down and record the podcast and I would just give it to you then and mm-hmm. just surprise you. But with that amount of time, I was like, child, I would have forgot. <laughs> it would have showed up here and you would have saw it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely would have forgot. One thing I also want to talk about before we go real quick is, um, speaking of mail, we just got a bunch of like pots and pans and things um, to yes, replace the we, crappy ones that we had. Um, we, we got the original one we had in a rush. So I mean, yeah, you know, like everybody do, like we got them when we first moved in together and like, like just grab it, just grab you it, cook. you know, $30 <laughs> pack of whatever. And then we've been talking about replacing them, never did. And, um, we, we tried to have all of our kitchen utensils and things like have the same aesthetic and flow. Yeah. And so we have essentially like white marble, like plates, bowls, cups, things like that. And then we have the gold silverware. And we wanted like black pots or something to match with that. Mm -hmm. And when you would go onto Amazon, you would find like if you did, if I did find black and um, gold pans, it would be tiny. Yeah, smaller than what we had. The biggest issue is that we definitely needed bigger. Or it wouldn't be a set. We definitely needed bigger pots and pans. And so it was a struggle trying to. So Drew Barrymore, (laughs) you know Drew Barrymore, you know the one that SZA wrote a song about. Um, (laughs) Did she? Yeah, she got a song. Well, she's got a song called Drew Barrymore, but it's not about Drew Barrymore. So, what the fuck is it about? I'll play it for you later. Okay. Uh, so, I can imagine. So, and what Drew Barrymore was in the video too, which was oh. cool. So, here's a song that's not about you, <laughs> but could be in this video. <laughs> I, I mean, she was only in it for a second. She, like, literally, like, walks past Drew Barrymore. And then, like, that, that was all it was. But, um, so, I'll, I'll play you the video. But, so, Drew Barrymore, which I'm a huge fan of, been a huge fan of Drew Barrymore for many years, and um, she came out with kitchenware, and she has like blenders and like air fryers and like pots, pans, um, like cutlery, all types of shit. So um, she's got these gorgeous pots with these beautiful gold handles and everything, and then and like we got them in today, like they're heavy, like they, they are hefty. You can they are good quality, so I definitely recommend if you're looking for some pots and pans. Mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore, get it. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely really good. I can't wait to cook it to them. I don't have shit to cook in them right now, but I'll go to the grocery store tomorrow. <laughs> I'll find something to throw like, in we, there. We're going to have to cook soon. But, <laughs> um, but aside from all of that, Kinokias, 
Is there anything else that you would like to discuss? No. How pretty I am? Oh, well. How my wigs are good? <laughs> How my outfits are amazing? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to say is stream Mad Queen by Kenny K. Royal on all streaming platforms and also the black my, my album Black Box. I thought you were about to forget the title. I was. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'd be so close to calling it Blackout. From Britney Spears? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Black Box by Kimo Kill on all streaming platforms. Right now. And then you'll be able to stream both of us pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm so excited for. But with all that said, it's been a great podcast. So sorry for, you know, you know, we just really just just were so distraught about losing yeah, the I, last one. Truly. I had, I needed a mental health break. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're fine now. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye.